Oh, sorry, Mark. We good? At OU Photo Guy was trying to get in a last minute thought. And as he walked in, he reversed. We good? He gone. Did you see TJ scare the hell out of me during that commercial break? <laughs> he did? We good? I'll get you on break. Am I in trouble? No. Is it, is, is, do I have more writing to do? Hey, ask him if he's gotten those graphics done. <laughs> What's that? Okay, cool. And then Thad after that? I like it. It made me feel better. Mark Dasher, ladies and gentlemen. At OU OU Photo Photo Guy. Guy. He's one of my favorites on the planet. What, do you have graphics you're having to work on? Yeah. Let's get those. He's he's busy, though, man. Do you know what I get to write about for next month, and this brings me much joy? Grace Lyons. She's one of my favorites. Um, Her dad is one of my favorite people. I just – I don't think people realize how special – the Soaky Winfield is something else. Well, TJ scared me to death, and he didn't mean to. It, have you ever had that happen where it's not as if they walked in and go boo, but they just they say hey, um, you know? And I literally freaked out whenever he just started saying, "I don't know what." I've only had this is my first this is my first cup of coffee today too, Josh. So I shouldn't be shooken that easy as I was. Yeah, no, it's not good to be shooken. We were telling the story in hour one about how when we had – and because I did want to defend it, we were talking about announcements, and some of you are Christmas, Easter-only churchgoers, and that's fine. I mean, Yo, what's up? Whatever it takes to get you in the door, we'll do it. And in one of our announcements that we made, we announced that tomorrow will be a two-hour celebration for OU Women's Gymnastics. But before we hit the top five stories of the day, did you – did you see that poor lady that the gym internet and OU fans canceled this weekend? I, I guess I was on Twitter a little bit more than I thought on Saturday night because when I got home, I was just kind of scrolling around things. And there was – I mean, I kind of found the way to make yourself famous on the internet is to, to basically go after someone on the gym internet or someone OU-related. Really? I mean, I saw okay. OU Christie's tweet on the subject, but I didn't really know what it was referring to. I like OU Christie, but I think I'm going to have to unfollow her. Why is that? She fights with every everyone and everything. I mean, listen, I want her to have my back if anyone says anything bad about me, but holy smokes. <laughs> she can scrap. There's not a fight that OU Christie isn't willing to pick right now. Um, maybe it was on OU Christie then where I saw it because there's a lot of OU Christie's out there. I wasn't aware of this. But the only one at OU underscore or at OU Christie with an I. So this woman had tweeted that Oklahoma didn't deserve the national national championship, championship because Florida Florida had a I don't know what the term would be was wrongly scored and bro it it blew up. It blew up, and I will say this. I will say this. The poor woman had to delete her account. Because she just got because destroyed. Because she was just getting hammered. And then she she took the tweet down, and I don't understand why people are so stupid and they can't figure this out, that when you tag someone, they see it. So when you're like, hey, out all your women's gymnastics or the chat, everyone sees it. And that, yeah, it's like, is this your first day on Twitter? Uh, somebody really 
really made me, and I'm, I'm trying to find it right now because I just thought of it here when we came back. Look, if you're going to go after people, be prepared to, to back it up and not shy away from it. Hold on. Oh, gosh, man. What a coward. Deleted Chris, the account? Christy, you've really tweeted a lot. Um, by the way, we're going to spend tomorrow celebrating with them, the OU women's gymnastics team. But this is, without a doubt, Josh Helmer, one of the more impressive runs that I think I've I've ever seen for a couple of sports in both women's and men's. Well, obviously in softball, but I'm a homer. In women's and men's gyms. That's amazing. Oh, here it is. I found it, finally. Okay, you ready? Her name was at Lauren Caps 94 She tweeted, OU – at OU Women's Gymnastics, needs to give their win to Florida. Hashtag NCAA gym needs to do something about this ASAP. Judges robbed the rightful team. <laughs> and somebody made it a quote where it has the woman sitting on a chair with a quote next to her. And bless her heart, she took her whole Twitter account down. Oh, man. Hey, don't mess with, don't mess with OU fans, dude, on did she put her? No, the account doesn't exist. Went into uh, went into poof sayonara land. And here's the funny thing: is she had like 200 followers. Like she didn't even have a lot of followers, and then just blew up. What do you? I mean, don't you expect some blowback blowback like that if if you put a tweet like that out? I mean, you're openly challenging someone, a team's national championship right it's not going to be i mean hey there might be a lot of people that agree that florida got robbed or that the scoring wasn't right there's also going to be a lot of sooner fans or you name it fans of the team that just won a national championship and players and coaches that don't take too kindly to the idea that they didn't deserve to win the national championship that they worked their ass off for so when you put something like that out there i mean is it a surprise to Lauren 1994 or whoever, <laughs> whoever you said it was? Here's what I've found. If you want to question another team's win or title, hey, total respect for the champs of the team that won the game. But that's how you do it. Welcome to my TED Talk. And even then – it's probably not going to be super well it's received not getting well. by you know one portion because you can. That's like the. Uh, it's like no offense, but well, you're not. Th- there is some offense taken when you start a sentence with no offense, and anytime you say, "Well, not to take any credit away from the national champion," but it's okay. All right, you want to do the top five stories of the day? Oh, by the way, Jim is number one because they won a national title. All right, uh, let's get after it. He's Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. Hour three of the Plank Show, as always, is brought to you by Rooftech of Oklahoma, locally owned and operated for 30 years. Call Josh Tucker at Rooftech for all of your roofing needs. 405 703 4245. Big story number five. Number five. All right, so the countdown to Saturday. We spent a little time on the offensive line. Josh Helmer, I was very greedy in my Ted Roof stuff because I only mentioned kind of his general take on the inside backers. I think it's a fascinating room, don't you, with names like Stutzman, Deshaun White being back. I mean, it's this is um, they've got potential to have a big time 
big time group in that inside backer room. And they signed some talented guys, you know. So, yeah, it's it's a it's a good group. I'm looking forward to watching these guys, not just in the spring game, but kind of moving forward into next season. See if any of these young guys. I mean, Stutzman, we think obvious candidate for someone to start really getting some more snaps. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch that thing progress. Kobe McKenzie, that's the name I, I kept blanking on all morning, <laughs> trying to think of who they flipped back from Texas. All right. Um, you want to hear about maybe one of those vets that we forget about? Oh, absolutely. Because I'm with you. I think about Kobe McKenzie, and I think about Danny Stutzman, Kip and I Lewis. think about Kip Lewis. and Jaron Canick. Canick. But sometimes people forget about a Deshaun White. And he's pretty important for this squad in 22. Well, I, I, I tell you this uh, to start with. Uh, first thing is it was the right decision for him and the right decision for our football team. It was, it was a win-win. And uh, because I think he's going to greatly benefit from having another year. And certainly we're going to benefit, you know, because we have him. So, uh, you know, the, the dynamics are interesting, you know, when you walk into the, the program as a, a new staff because, every, as in, you know, as players, they all want to kind of, you know, see where they see where they fit, see what lane they're in, and uh, he's he's grown and grown and grown and uh, is working hard, you know. Uh, so I'm I'm excited about what's going on with him. I will say, from someone who has listened to a lot of Ted Roof over the last couple of of months he'll he'll give you a little nugget but then he'll make sure that he's not giving you too many specifics and I kind of dig it it's like a challenge all right how can I drill deeper how can I get more um I'm excited about Saturday Soonersports.com slash tickets you can uh, 15 bucks to get in the door I understand for some of you it's a little bit more challenging because with gas prices the way they are I mean it's crazy it's tough to get up and down the turnpike, and you, and you just want to take in some football. If you can get here, be here. If not, watch it, follow it, listen to it. We'll have radio. We'll have our radio pregame show. What's starting at eleven thirty on Saturday? So let's go. We're going to talk a lot of spring football during the week. You heard uh, some from Ted Roof. We got more from Ted Roof. We're going to spr- uh, sprinkle it out to the bottom of the hour. I started with spring football because I always feel like it's been big story number one, and we never get to go in depth on it like we want to. So there you go. Big story number four. Number four. Number four. All right. It's a great finish. I mean, an absolutely great finish last night between the Celtics and the Nets. And the final call sounded like this. Eight seconds, kick out, left side, smart, up picks, finds the cutter, Tatum spins, lays it up and in to beat the buzzer. It's over, it's over. The Celtics have won the ball game at the buzzer. Great call. They were all over, people were all over Mike Breen. I didn't think the final TV call was that bad. Yeah, I- you know, he screwed up, though, and said, they waved it off. They waved it off. Oh, see, I couldn't hear that over the crowd. Okay, so is yeah, that no, what he said? Yeah, okay. and then, and then obviously, they went to the monitor, and first off, they, they never waved the basket off. They were going to the monitor to see if there was any time left for Brooklyn, and then, you know, game over, basket counts, game over, no possession for Brooklyn. But, you know, I mean, come on. Give Mike Breen a break. I mean, the guy screws He's up once greatest. in like 40 years. He's awesome. I didn't catch it. I didn't catch it. Bang! Puts it in. So, 
That was a great finish, but yet all people are talking about is Kyrie Irving flipping off the fans and kind of the way that played out. Here was Kyrie Irving afterwards. You know, it's nothing new when I come into this building, what it's going to be like, but it's the same energy they have for me, and I'm going to have the same energy for them. And it's not every fan. I don't want to attack every fan, every Boston fan, but, um, you know, when people start yelling and all this stuff, it's but so much you can take. Uh, as a competitor and um, you know we're the ones expected to be docile and be humble and take a humble approach not nah, that's the playoffs <laughs> I Good for him hey I'm I'm with you dude I think this is not a good sports radio conversation because you and I both agree it's like yeah give back to him people are like oh the, the children that saw that middle finger I'm like what about the dope behind him that's cussing him out behind the kid. Yeah, I mean. You know, and if Kevin Durant, under some scenario, had come back to Oklahoma City and it was like that, you know what? Good for KD. Yeah. KD was uh, a little bit more what's the word, maybe reserved here? We know they're going to let Kyrie hear it as much as possible, so um, you know, it is what it is. That's a part of the sport. That was a big win for Boston, man. They needed it. This is a series that feels like it could go either way. And when in game one, it looked like it was almost about to go Brooklyn's way. And then obviously Tatum spinning around, whirling Dervish. It's good. Uh, ball game, you take game one. Feels like, and you know, it's just just one game. Don't get super carried away. It's an NBA playoff series. We do this exercise, you and I, every single postseason and have to remind people because eventually one of these games is going to be a lopsided blowout like what happened to the Atlanta Hawks. And, okay, yeah, that can be indicative of a series. It also could not be indicative of the series at all. I just get the feeling, though, even though it's game one in this particular series, that was a big swing in Boston's direction. Okay, I'm with you. This is good stuff. I'm with you 100%. Now, by the time Wednesday rolls around and we finally play game two. Yeah, no kidding. Dude. All right, um. Oh, one other thing from the playoffs. I'm sure they're going to find Kyrie because – he flip, flipped off a fan. But I do think we've reached this point where you're like, you can only take so much. Yeah. I'm the same way. I've just – I don't blo- – I've had to start blocking people because I just – I want to say things that I know are going to get me in trouble. And I don't want to get in trouble. I don't have Kyrie Irving money. <laughs> you know, unfortunately, it would probably be better for Kyrie Irving to F-bomb the fan instead yeah, of exactly. flipping the fan off because – you know, kids are watching on TV. They see the bird. And if, you know, the camera folks don't really Zapruder film what Kyrie Irving's saying, I mean, you know, as long as the mic's not there, no kid's necessarily totally convinced what, a you know, Kyrie Irving's saying back to the fan. Yep. All right. Um, but I don't have a problem with it. Let me, let me mean, be clear. I'm it, cool with it. No, so it was a tough night yesterday, too, for Trey Young, who was asked if his struggles had anything to do with, you know, being tired from playing two nights ago. We played less than 48 hours ago, one o'clock game. I mean, having to win three games straight to really just get to this point, two on the road. Uh, I mean, you can definitely, talking to the guy, you definitely feel the heavy legs, but you got to give them credit. They uh, came out aggressive. They were off, and they came out with a lot of energy, and they fed off the energy from the crowd, and uh, just made some shots and made plays, so you got to give them credit, too. Uh, one for 12 from the floor yesterday from Trey, 0 for 7 from beyond the three-point line. And I, I do like his point because I you know, I, I like Duncan Robinson, but I, I, don't, I don't think he's going 8 for 9 again from beyond the three-point line in this series. I mean, no. they, they shot almost 50% from the three-point line Well, and Trey Young Miami. was just atrocious. He was terrible. Shooting the basketball, which isn't going to happen again either. Nope. 
All right, um, big story number three. Number three. Okay, first of all, I love how Robbie Anderson is painted as this, oh, yeah, because whenever the rumor started to surface this week and that Carolina was a front runner for Baker, he made a comment on an Instagram page that said, no. First of all, Robbie Anderson, what the hell have you done? To Sec- get to make executive decisions. Secondly, to- nobody pointed out that literally he commented on one of those like .rmr aggregate websites. No one points that out. It's like it wasn't ESPN.com. So or it was Bleach. a fake report. Well, it was. It's a right. It was a true report, but it was like a site that aggregates news. I'm just cracking up about it. It's like nobody's going to point out that that's what he commented on. Okay. <laughs> So he didn't comment on the original report, you're saying? Right. No, he didn't. It was like some report that after it had been surfaced, like five or six. Do you happen to follow that NFL RMR no, Twitter page? I, I have it's no not, idea what's going on. Listen, it's not a bad page, but it's just they try to say they're insiders when they just steal uh, everything. So that's what it is. It's like Carolina Panthers insiders I mean, when it's really, I don't know, it's the aggregation side of insider news. Yeah, which, you know, I mean, I don't have a problem with aggregation. In fact, you know. Do a lot of aggregation myself, so long as, so long as proper credit is given. I mean, I think that's just kind of the industry we live in now. Yeah, that's true. It's true. But uh, so Baker is in the news. In fact, uh, Mary Kay Cabot, who's about like two for twelve on her reports so far, you know, she's kind of struggled. Ah, with the but those two were pretty good. Um, is reporting that Carolina has become the front runner to require or acquire uh, Baker Mayfield. But I will say the the idea that that's a bad thing blows my mind. Carolina would be a really good fit for Baker. And here's what it does for Carolina, the actual franchise. It allows them to not have to reach for a quarterback at six. You've got a guy that, I mean, listen, I don't know what your plan is with Sam Darnold. But you can have Baker and Darnold compete if you want. I know that's a lot of money com- committed to a quarterback position, but for one season, for one season, right? And with a fairly young team. And if you're Matt Rule, when you're coaching for your life this season, I sure as hell don't want to go into it with the number six pick in the draft when that number six pick is somewhat up in the air. You're not getting Trevor Lawrence or Lamar Jackson at six. You're we getting an think. unknown commodity, right? In three years from now, we might look back at this draft and go, man, I cannot believe that Sam Howell lasted until the third round. Why did Malik Willis take so long to come off the board or whoever? If, if we were to redraft this, Malik Willis would be the first pick of the draft. Who knows? Now, I don't think so. I don't feel so. But to me, Baker is would be a good fit in Carolina. I think he'd be a good fit in Seattle. I also wonder, this is me, who, where did that report come from? a Cleveland beat writer. I can't help but wonder if Cleveland is feeding some information to their people to try to drive up the value. Yeah. Right? I mean, sure. Maybe they're – and Seattle just gave Geno Smith a $7 million a year contract. The Raiders gave Marcus Mariota a $7 million contract as a backup quarterback two years ago, and they were filleted. I mean, they were roasted. So I don't know – if there's going to be a landing spot that just seems as obvious as it is. But I also, I mean, Robbie Anderson is free to feel how he wants, but bro, I've seen the list of quarterbacks that you've played with before in your career. I don't think I'd be saying no to Baker Mayfield. 
By the way, no update on Kyler Murray as we speak either. Big story number two. Number two. We've spent a lot of time today on the Oklahoma Sooners softball team and their tough loss after winning the series against the Texas Longhorns. Josh, I know you watched quite a bit of this this weekend. Was there anything that kind of caught your eye or stood out? Every, I mean, the, the lasting impression is the loss, but Alyssa Brito had a big weekend. She hit three home runs. Seems like she's cementing herself as the everyday left fielder. Uh, I thought they played better defense. They had that one error that led to an unearned run on Saturday that it cost them, to be honest. I just felt, you know, more than anything else, it was – a tough weekend because you lost, but you still took two of three. Right. I mean, it gets lost in translation Translation a little bit that, oh, you won the series. So, because they've been so great and so dominant and hadn't lost since the championship series of last season. You know, I don't think it's the worst thing that Jordy Ball lost the game. I still think she's dominant and has the, uh, you know, capability to go down as – one of the best pitchers of the season and one of the best pitchers in the history of college softball when it's all said and done. But, you know, you're not going to go through a career and not have some adversity along the way, not have some losses along the way. This can be motivating for Oklahoma. It's hard for me not to come away from the weekend and just say, you know, Jocelyn Allo and T.R.A. Jennings got to get those two going. Can't have that from those two, you know, long-term moving forward. But in terms of, like, the panic meter, no big deal. Feel good about them. Think you should? I think you should. It's not. Sorry, I'm messing with my audio. Yeah, do you here. want you want me to? There you go. That okay, out? sorry. About that. <laughs> I'm. I, I thought I had something queued up and I screwed it up. But, but I'm frustrated, man. I, I'm ticked off because you wanted to go undefeated. Well, that and you want to make history and sure. you know if nothing else, wanted to break Arizona's mark. Right, and, and they would have. Yeah, I mean, if you win that game on Sunday, I mean, barring something surprising, just looking at the schedule ahead, what UMKC and. Is that right? Iowa State coming up and Kansas. I mean, they should North gonna... Texas this Wednesday, then Iowa State, then UMKC, okay. then Kansas. Well, yeah. I mean, they're going to win all those games. Yeah, and Probably. that would have been eight straight wins and would have put them, what was the record, 46, 47? 47. Yeah, they would have broke the record. In, in the first game versus Kansas. And then, you know, I, I understand because it became a, a major talking point after the game on, on Saturday and led to some of y'all getting blocked. But, you know, Patty – asked for them to look at the play, and they said they're, it's not reviewable, which, again, to me, doesn't seem right. Maybe there was a miscommunication in the way that it was relayed, but I just I, – I, I know everyone's freaking out about the Lou Gilbert stepping on the plate, but the bottom line, more than anything else, I think Oklahoma's going to be better for this. Yeah, and Patty, you hope. Patty Gasso said that on Wednesday night. We're going to be, regardless of what happens this weekend, we're going to be better for it. Like, oh. So even if he gets swept, I didn't say that, of course, coach, but <laughs> they're in a good shape. Uh, meanwhile, Oklahoma baseball had a weekend. Skip Johnson after the win on Saturday with T Row. We have a couple days off now after the gauntlet. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I thought Davis settled in, um, made some miscues early. And then we got two runs that settled him down a little bit. He can go go to pitching, and it was really good. Our offense just scratched a few runs, scratched a few runs, uh, stole some bases when we had to. It presented itself, which was great. Ten stolen bases today. You had the running game in high gear for you. Well, I mean, it just presents itself when it when it happens like that. That's who we are. We got to continue to do that. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of mistakes in there as well, and we got to clean the clean those things up and continue to grow.
Sooners beat Pacific on Thursday, 7-3. Had a tough loss to Lamar on Friday night, 14-11. And then beat Pacific 10-2 to wrap up the series on Saturday. Ooh. Boy, that RPI, did that take a bit of a tumble? Yeah, they dropped 19 spots. It was basically a waste of a weekend that they even played. I hate to say that, but oh it didn't gosh. help them. It hurt them. So they're down to 38 in the RPI. But that Wichita State game is looming on Tuesday. A trip to Kansas this weekend before the final week in April. And there's a midweek up in Tulsa against ORU. Uh, and that final weekend against Kansas State with uh, Pete returns to to Tulsa. Um, or excuse me, to Norman, which gets us to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Congratulations to the national champion OU women's gymnastics team, KJ Kindler. Our fridge at our locker room um, since the preseason polls came out. And this is something that really fueled them. Every day we walked in and we looked at that in numerous spots in the locker room. Um, to make sure they would see it. I didn't hang them, just so you know. Someone else did on the team, the seniors. So um, that that was kind of like the beginning of of us feeling like we had to prove ourselves, which is a great place to be. So in case you were wondering, it was uh, it was basically a sign that said, if if there is a year when it is actually safe to predict Oklahoma not winning, this is the year. And- I got more with KJ tomorrow. The whole crew is going to join us in studio. And congratulations to Mark Williams on the runner-up finish for men's gymnastics. That is an incredible run that they are in the midst of. Um, another one of those preseason top 25s has dropped that everyone freaks out about. We'll get to it. Plus, more from Ted Roof right here on The Ref. It was so on our drive back last night, Josh. I gave the girls the phone and let them play DJ. It's great. We were I, I have all my teeny bopper music, if that's even a thing that we say anymore. Hey, tomorrow on the program, big day. Um, KJ Kindler is going to have a crew of standout women's gymnasts on the program with us to celebrate the OU National Championship. So we're excited about that. Um, Jay and Tulsa hit me up on Twitter with another one of these way-too-early college football top 25s. Here's my new kind of theory on this, and I've started laughing because I think, I think McAfee gave me the idea. There was, <laughs> there was a quote. Where is Pat McAfee's Twitter feed? This, this, I, I'm getting to the point about uh, Jay and Tulsa reaching out. Pat McAfee retweeted something earlier today. There was a PFF graphic that was making the rounds, and it had this quote that said, Derek Carr's new contract means Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson should be seeking more than 40.5 mil per year. And then it credited the quote to Doug Kyad. I was like, I, I don't, I have no idea who Doug Kyad is. And <laughs> Pat McAfee retweeted it and said, F, well, if Doug Kyed said it, then we must go ahead and do it. So that's kind of where I am now. It's like, who who are these people? And where do they keep? Why do I get a big, massive graphic of something that Doug Kyed said? Um, I, I just, I don't know. It, it cracks me up. It's like, what are we doing? Can I backtrack for a second? Go ahead. This is wildly unimportant, but well, no, I'm I, curious. 
because I, I care about you and I want to know what's going on. I, I was answering the phone, so I didn't get to ask you this when you were talking about it. What were the music choices for the Oh, with the car ride? We are – so one daughter, my 13-year-old is be country music. Really? So it's always country, and the 8-year-old is not a country music singer. So my eight-year-old has, and they're all clean. Uh, it's because there's a couple versions. Radio edit. Right. So the rotation for my eight-year-old is usually begging. I'm begging, begging you. Um, there is uh, Love Again by du- Dua Lupa. Am I saying it right? Dua Lipa or Dua Lipa. Lipa. <laughs> because it sounds like Your Woman by White Town, which was popular back in my day. But... So that one is 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 big in the rotation. Talking to the Moon by Bruno Mars is one that I'm going to hear quite a bit. And let's see what else. She's got another one. She loves Old Town Road, so I'm going to get at least two listens to Old Town Road. Oh, I'm gonna oh, take my Sucker. Horse. Sucker is one that I get a lot from the Jonas Brothers. Nice. That's a good song. And um uh there was one, there's one more that is quite a bit that's just not necessarily popping in the top of my head but yeah that's it and oh um living on a prayer living but, on but it's a not prayer. okay so here you gotta can we sidebar here real quick google uh let me see because i want you to listen to this going uh coming out of the next break and you tell me what you think because there is a living on the player prayer version that isn't there isn't like the slow version or there is a slow version of it, but it's it's from like the mid-90s when actually Living on a Prayer came out. But there's apparently this band called Scary Pockets that I'd never heard of before. Scary Pockets. That I think is basically just a, a band of musicians, which, well, every band is, and they have a rotating lead singer. And there's a version of Living on a Prayer that she likes to listen to. So that that's our road trip. That's what it ends up at. But, yeah, no. Good times. Huh. Let me see if I can find this. Oh, I'll, I'll send it to you. Do I? How about this? I get the next song coming out of. What was it? Scary presents or what? Is- <laughs> Scary pockets is what they are. I think it's one. Of, look, they see they they do a lot of remakes that are out there. Play. I think you'll like it. There's no curse words in it. Play. There you go. It's got a little bit of a different beat to it and a different vibe, but it's pretty cool. Apparently, yeah. they're going on tour pretty soon. Yeah, look in February though. I. You know, actually, it was a sooner. Tommy. That that retweeted this into my timeline, so it's kind of been stuck in my head. AJ Marino, drum set. Dude, there's some there are some beats in this thing, and I'm not even kidding. Yeah, let's let's bump with this. Let's funk with this. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got a break anyway. I mean, we got to catch up here. Have we taken our bottom of the hour break yet? No, we really need to take it. But we gotta we gotta hang out for a second too. They do the living on a prayer. Oh, she can she can wail. She can sing, man. She's got a great set of pipes. Here, it's, it's a turn. She says we gotta hold on to what we've got. It doesn't make a difference if we make it or not. We've got each other, and that's a lot for Yeah, it's a good jam, man. We'll give it Here a we go. shot. Yeah, it's baby. pretty good. It's pretty just good. like the karaoke bar. I know, right? Karaoke. I Dude, whenever, whenever someone jumps up in karaoke and says, give me some living on a prayer. Well, let's not ever take a break because we do have to take a timeout. But what I was talking about in 
and at least the mindset of kind of the, the, the week ahead, is the excitement that I have for the spring game, which is amplified by the excitement that I have for softball, which is amplified by the excitement scary that pockets. I have for scary pockets right now. <laughs> now it's, um, it's a big show tomorrow. It's the Women's Gymnastics National Championship celebration is on. Join us from 9 to 11 right here on The Ref. All right, quick break. When we come back, get caught up on a little bit of news, get caught up on all things that are – Gosh, Ted Roof, who I've promised more of, and we'll bring it to you next. Sorry. So this is – she's got her own little dance she does in the back seat too. She'll, and then if I see her, she'll get mad. Stop, Daddy. Don't look at me. She also likes to watch videos on my phone, which I've had to stop because – Yeah, it could be hey, some Howard Stern. This one. This one. Well, yeah, there's a lot of Howard Stern. Can I tell you what kick? Oh, gosh, we're so off the – we're off the we're off the board. Let me just bang Well, one. it's Monday. Let us have some fun. And, and the Air Comfort Solutions text line is really good, so we're going to hit four quick texts, and then we're going to wrap with some news. I got caught up on Saturday night in my drive home because I, um, I decided to say uh, bleep, bleep that data surcharge or that overcharge, whatever <laughs> right. it is. Right. So I got I got caught up in in an Art Bell. I was listening to old Art. Have you ever listened to old Art Bells huh. before? When you're driving at dun 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 from the high desert of the Great Western Plains, Art Bell. He had someone on that was talking about time travel. Oh, nice! And this guy's been studying, and I'm listening to it, and I'm laughing. But yet they're so in. This dude is so into it, and they're having these these levels of conversation. When you're like, I, I think I think I'm. I'm buying into this right I'm a now. big Riley Martin fan. <laughs> Riley Martin would have been great on Art Bell. That is for certain. You, imagine if Riley Martin had a show where he wasn't clowned on and was taken very seriously and wasn't a <laughs> That was Art person. Bell? That was Art Bell. Oh, man. All right, let's hit the um, – I owe you – there's a name that's going to be mentioned quite a bit whenever it comes to the Sooner defense, so we'll get to it in a break. But let's hit these real quick off the Air Comfort Solutions text line. We'll go boom, boom, boom. I'll go first. Uh, from the 757, and by the way, quick shout-out as well. Uh, the most response I've gotten on a non-sports take today, Darby Rawls hit me up on Twitter at Darb Skull. Uh, and then from the 757, uh, let's see, where is it? Jack Conte. Scary Pockets is a group that does funk covers, incredible musicians that meet four hours in the studio and create their remix of two to three songs in that time. Jack Conte is the guy who started it. Um, he owns and started Patreon. Oh, wow, really? How about that? So, so he's making some money. Key's player in the group is Jack Conte, and the other musicians are all randomly pulled in. Yeah, Mark was telling me some stories about that. That's awesome. Oh, he sorry. was? At OU Photo Guy. Make yeah. sure we get him. <laughs> Don't share his name. He's like the Wizard of Oz. That's right. I'm sorry Don't pull the that. curtain back. All right, where do you want to go next on this, Josh? Uh, let's see. Was there certain – was? Were there certain pitches they were having problems with OU softball? Um, I don't that that's a really good in-depth statistical question. I don't know. I think she just moved the ball around really well. I think you have to give credit to Dulcini. I mean, she really did. She made it tough. Uh and just since that, uh just got in the car for lunch. Did you say the step on the plate wasn't reviewable? No, I don't know. According to the umpires that now, were there, yes. Now again, I want to be very clear. I want to be very clear. I I don't know. If it was phrased, hey, she stepped out of the box, will you look at that? And if they said, no, we all agree that she didn't step out of the box, so we're not reviewing, or what, whatever, or if it's not reviewable, which I believe it was the latter. 
if it might have been a phrasing where it said, hey, we think she stepped on the plate. We want. I don't know if that's what it comes down to, right? For instance, we didn't – no, no, no. You were reviewing whether or not the feet were in bounds. We were reviewing whether or not they caught the football. Dang, it only took me three hours to come up with the analogy I was looking for. We weren't reviewing whether or not um, they had two feet in bounds. We were wanting to review whether or not they caught the football. Yeah. Can't we just review for all of it at once? Yeah. Um, so they're – I hope that answers the 8,000 questions I've had um, on on that story. And, again, some of you – I get it's a great question to ask. You have to. But, I mean, Coach was out there. It's not like she sat on the bench on her hands. It was like, ah, oh, well, you know. She was hot. By the way, I, I just get such a kick out of watching her um, in the third base coach's box. I – it's – you have to pay attention to the ball when you're in the stands because it's – you don't want to – well, you're watching the game. But I'll find myself sometimes immediately after what I think is a question of calls. Boom, right to the third base coach's box. I love love her body language. We're talking about body language earlier. I love her her body language. Was Mike White – was he popping champagne on Saturday? <laughs> Finally got that big win. If, if I was – well, he, he hadn't had a big win as the Texas coach yet. I mean, they – advanced to the Super Regionals last year, and that was a pretty contentious series that they had with Oregon that was played late, late, late into the night. But I don't know. It's a. I, I will say this. If I was – it's 11.15, we have to break. But I'll never forget my first year whenever I was doing softball. Um, Oklahoma clinched the conference championship. And I was like, and Oklahoma clinches the conference championship. They're – they're, they're walking out and shaking hands. And Oklahoma wins the regional. They advance to the super regional. This team is high-fiving each other. You know, it's just I, I've seen a team to where there's always been a bigger goal. Sure. And for this team, I'm not hating on it, but the celebration was of such that they had just won the title. And that's a credit to what Oklahoma's done. Uh, can we get the Kyrie one in real quick before we go to break? Yeah, that no, was absolutely. Good, we that, was, that might be my favorite text of the show today. Um, I bet Kyrie gets – by the way, the, an, an I replaced the R, so it says Kylie. So I'm like, what did Kylie Lundberg do? Um, I bet Kyrie gets less flack for the double bird than Baker is still continuing to get for his comments on a podcast. It's the national narrative to hate everything Oklahoma. Boy, uh, it's hard not to feel that way with Baker. Dude, every single person that has ever played the game right, has said, yeah, I completely understand where he's coming from. And Though, the- I would say Kyrie gets it pretty good from national talking heads. I, because there's most of them are basketball guys and gals. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Well, just, you know. They like to hate on Kyrie. And he's unvaccinated. His, right, because of his vaccination status. All right, quick break. When we come back on the Plank Show, we'll have a little mini news. Just this show has flown by today. I'm not complaining. It's been a fun Monday. National Championship celebration for women's gym tomorrow right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Just for the 86th time today before we get out of here so I can hopefully save everyone the rest of the day and the disappointment and consternation, it was – Coach Gasser was told that it was not a reviewable play at the end of that game. <laughs> Just so you know. It was obvious she was out of the box. But I was going back and forth with uh, Okilala on Twitter. Not in a bad way. It was actually – there's a handful of you that I really like conversing Informative. with. Informative. 
Very in, informative. In informative way? Very informative fan. I like him a lot. Or her. I don't know. But, I mean, in the Who rules. Are they? Are they? Are them? Her, she? I'm, I'm not here to d- determine your pronouns, yo. But the whole idea is that something that would seemingly be as egregious as that you would think would be irrevealable. But Okilala brings up a great point. Then maybe it would get to the point where you're starting to review illegal pitches. And then you've got something that is uh, you're suddenly in an NFL mindset to where it's like, oh, if you slow down this frame for a play that was going 100 miles an hour to .002, you can clearly see that the fingernail of his glove actually hit the cleat so Hunter Renfro is down or something of that nature. So I I get it. I don't like it. But we're going to be better for this. And I haven't seen much panic today, which is nice on our show. I mean, they've lost once all season. How dare they? And they just broke the record for most wins to open the year. Greatest start to open the season in college softball history. Lose to your rival on the road with an outstanding pitching performance by the opposition, and you get some that I and, and oh, by the way, some controversy mixed in. Yeah, you exactly. Could, you can almost like paint a different picture if it had, you know. Oof, that shot by Kenzie Hansen, though. Oh, my gosh. That was a nuke. Everybody have a great start to their week. I get to go sign some tax forms. Let's go. Pray for Iowa State. Woo! And North Texas on Wednesday night. Oh, boy. Uh, Steel Man and Thune at noon coming up next. Tomorrow, OU Women's Gymnastics Championship Celebration right here on The Plank Show.